Hello and welcome to the Carbitrage Podcast, episode 252. I am Eric Berger, joined as always by my co-host Ryan Sinitsky. Hello, sir. Hello there. I caught you at a great moment, I see No, that. no, I just wanted to build suspense. <laughs> How are you? Good, we're back. And Jenna, you have returned? I'm alive, yeah. That's, that's good, it's been, I mean, as far as the listeners are concerned, it's probably been like three months. Yeah. Post-COVID, post-back to the 50s, post Pike's Peak. It's just a post post post. But anyway, welcome back. Yeah. COVID wasn't terrible, but the repercussions of it, awful. I believe it. I cannot breathe anymore. Oh, I already great. couldn't breathe, so it's just even worse now. I have one coworker down in our Rochester branch who like just has an inhaler now. That's just something he does daily. But mm-hmm. he was also an anti vaxxer and uh, he got one like, of the first strains, so... Sounds like it's his problem. I was triple be, boosted. Yeah. I only right. got it because <laughs> I was force-fed by a toddler. Gross. I, um... Disgusting. I've not had it. Still. I... Also, I've said this many times, I have gone to very, very sketchy underground punk venues, and I feel like I've got the immune system of, like, a superhuman... That won't stop you from getting it. It would just reduce your symptoms or yeah. make you asymptomatic. No, that's I mean. I haven't had any symptoms ever. I've right. been testing and everything. I just... You probably have had it and just didn't know. Yeah, probably. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I feel like everyone's had some sort of, I didn't know I had COVID, but had it. I don't actually <laughs> believe that, but I think that's a funny um, circumstance that I was, like, have been more or less not affected by COVID. And I've also gone to, like, the world's grossest punk shows. (laughs) I mean, when I had Delta, the only reason I took the test when I got back home was because my temperature was, like, one and a half degrees higher than it normally was. And that was of the era where I'm just like, well, I'm always checking this just to see, to try to catch it before, you know, it potentially harms somebody. No, for me, it just came... (coughs) I used to get... Because, like, I have really bad allergies, especially to lilacs. Like, I'm deathly allergic to lilacs. It's fun. Not quite. I deadly. will not get any of those in here. No, she yeah. she basically like for the first like two months of spring like is just laying on the ground. Just yeah, it's awful. Dry heaving and, and so dying. when I was a kid, the allergies from lilacs used to trigger really bad sinus infections. Oh great! So I thought I was just getting a really bad sinus infection from an allergic reaction to lilacs until the person I nanny for was like, "I just tested positive for COVID." We and went I was over. Like, Mm, we thanks. went. We went over to her house. I'm looking at her, and she's like, on her couch, completely covered in sweat and like blue in the face, and looks like she's got one foot in the grave. I'm like, that kind of looks like COVID, but you haven't. But you've <laughs> tested negative like three times, so like she tested I don't know what this at is. A hospital. It was, and then she also had like right, an eye infection. It doesn't she matter was, how good your test is if you're before the. No, no, th- this whatever. is, like, when she was like that. Like, oh, in the middle okay. of her being like that, she hmm. tested negative twice, and it was the third test when she I was getting better. if, like, those those tests were obviously made for, like, the first strain, and I know yeah. they still work more or less on, like, Omicron Delta and that kind of stuff, but, like, yeah. those, those have to be getting less accurate. She yeah. was also very sick with other, like, she had two other illnesses at the same time. And the she's only, just a cesspit of disease. It was disgusting. She got sick from, like, three different kids at once. Well, I'm glad you didn't die. Yeah. This I is do. why I hate working with kids. I never want to. I, yeah. Because yep. they just cough mm-hmm. and give you COVID and just make everything bad. Yeah, and you don't know what's coming either. No. It's, it's like, so... okay, that immensely wet hand just somehow entered my mouth. 
<laughs> without my consent. Why, is, why is this wet? <laughs> it's like That's a wet cat paw. I, just, I don't want to know. Daily life, but I'm better. I'm not. I'm better. Yeah, she's 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 post COVID, but she's dealing with. I didn't lose my taste or smell. Well, that's good. So at least it didn't change to all earwax like my coworker. Um, oh. you're drinking a. I have a Pabst Blue Robot. I mean ribbon. I've got a Pepsi. I refuse to drink beer until I've eaten. So I ate as right before we started. I so. gotcha. I uh. Baja Blast. On the go live notification, I put mentioned you in chat, and Scott came in. I'm like, did you fall for the mentioned in chat? He said yes, so it's working. Hello, viewer. <laughs> I saw somebody I did that. that to me a couple weeks that's ago. Brilliant. I'm like, what are you doing? Oh, that's brilliant. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I just had to throw it back on all the uh, the listeners. Anyway, before we get into the first topic, I briefly want to touch on our Patreon page, patreon.com forward slash carbitrage. On the super fine handcrafted site, you will find two open-ended levels of monetary support for content consumers like you to support content producers like us, patreon.com forward slash carbitrage. Check it out. All right, Ryan. Start us off with the recap of the world's largest, well, fourth largest recurring monthly is it the or annual car show. It usually is fourth, yep. Yeah, it's in the top five. But yeah, it was like 9,000 cars this year. It was Attendance was down, I think, mostly due to gas prices because they were insane. Whew. For my mental health, <laughs> I had to fill up the Buick in three goes. Because I'm like... I totally understand where you're coming from it, there. It needs <clears throat> 91 non-oxy. Like, needs 91 mm-hmm. non-oxy because I've tried putting in 91 normal and it does uh create like a vapor lock issue all right so it needs a non-oxy that's well and it's a carbureted car so it should have non-oxy so it doesn't ruin the carb well it's it's the not the oxygenation is uh it, that is just because gas boils it's not a matter of the carburetor itself it will contaminate it'll, i mean it'll gum up the carburetor like crazy it, it, it's because it boils it no it's because it's hygroscopic and water corrodes the parts of the carburetor so anyway what I'm saying is the more immediate issue yeah. is that... Sure. I'm not saying it doesn't also yeah, do that. Down, after 20 years of driving it, yeah. But uh, 20 years from now, I hope that... It's the they, sitting, not the driving, right? It's just being in there for a very extended period of time. But with, like, a nail head, actually, this has happened to everybody that's tried to do not an oxygas that runs a nail head without, like, a very large uh, carburetor spacer. I say a large has to be over an inch. <laughs> yeah, thank like, goodness for the world of three D printers. <laughs> really large because that's literally the amount of because it's just it's a big, hot, huge engine. Well, it's with, an iron manifold still, right? Yeah, it's yeah. it's an iron manifold and it's designed to be as smooth running and quiet as possible. Mm-hmm. So, like intake temperature or heat inside the engine bay was not was like not even on the books of things that they were worried about right as long as it doesn't overheat that's all that matters so this engine's like they're hot um and so yeah when you run one of these you're never even get to the point in which you run into like cavitation or anything with like like corroding parts because you're not gonna have your it's not gonna be in your car long enough because you're not gonna be able to like fucking use it because what what happened to me was it um I put in just like 91 just because I was trying to like troubleshoot a problem. I just needed to get it to go. I figure out the problem. Done. Cool. Start driving it. And I drive it and then, yeah, gasoline boils. Uh, the ethanol boils at a much lower temperature. Yeah. Yep. And, and then when you, in do, when you have oxygenated gas, it's also got extra oxygen 
Oxygenated just means ethanol content. Well, it's oxygen. No, that's different. No. That is different. No. Because oxygen, we we should look this up. But anyway, it boils like free, but... it boils like way faster than that's because normal. Of the ethanol yeah. content. And so, um, yeah, it, it will just boil immediately. So, yep. yeah, I'd use the unbelievably expensive gas. I do love non-oxy, but, yeah, it hurts. I mean, it's like five fifty a gallon right now at the low it's, end. It's more expensive than that. Maybe they packed <laughs> it up for the back to the 50s because they knew everyone needed I, it. Yeah, I genuinely think that they did. Probably because did. it was in my neighborhood. It was more expensive than it was in Janice's parents' neighborhood. Uh, a holiday by my house has it, and then there's a station right yeah, across I, here that has it, too. I literally live, like, within walking distance of back to the 50s. Yeah. So it's like... Yeah, they're aware of that. <laughs> and um, but yeah, no, it was, it was a really good show. Um, there was it, it was nine thousand cars instead of like the normal fourteen thousand. And honestly, the did you other, go last year? I can't remember. Yeah, it. I did okay. And it, honestly, the like four thousand cars or so that didn't show up were yeah. mostly filler. Like it, it, so, it was, the interesting stuff still showed. Yeah, there's like a ton. Of, like I, that fl- that uh, overhead valve the or Model overhead, a. yeah, Model A thing that I just showed you. Like that was at the show. That's pretty cool. The Nazis officer's car was there. Ah, there is there is a uh, war trophy Mercedes that was stolen from a Nazi <laughs> officer. That I'm was not there. stolen. It was a trophy. And it was actually uh, there's a Auburn Botel Speedster original one. Wow. Was that? I, I assume that was brought here. It wasn't something that lives in Minnesota, or no, it lives here. Oh, that's the dude. Cool. Like it's totally unrestored. The guy just drives it around. He loves it, and it's like it has like the original engine in it. And Jesus. It's like, he, like the engine was like rebuilt in like the eighties at some point. But oh, like, also, it's all yeah, it's all like <laughs> numbers matching and stuff. But there was some um, very rad stuff that I saw. I the one that I think you would have been most interested in was oh, it's raining. Um, I'm actually kind of okay with that. Yeah, this is great. <laughs> but the Still one the one here. you would have liked the most was a Ford Thunderbolt factory lightweight. Thunderbolt. It, have you heard of the Thunderbolt? No. It, the 427 uh, Ford Galaxy 500. Oh, that's kind That cool. they made as a factory um, AFX racer. Uh, let me see if I can get a photo of it real quick. Um, uh, I can bring one up, too. It has the coolest... It's, so it's the factory lightweights. It had, oh, is, they, is yeah. this the, it had the overhead cam 427 in it? it that was a... It, this one was not an overhead cam 427, but it was a 427 with a four-speed and a limited slip diff. And it was made, yeah, like that. That is a cool car. Yes, and then what's extra cool about it is the intake. If you can find a photo of the intake, um, is God, where, where's my photo of the intake? I should have one. But the intake is one is giant piece of cast aluminum that goes all the way to the headlights from the carburetor. So it's not this extremely tiny photo here. <laughs> what extremely? T- I don't see an extremely tiny photo right of anything. It, all right, so it's like that. That's the one that's on the not factory lightweight. Okay. Uh, the factory lightweight, it's literally a metal tube that goes all the way to the high beams. Okay. And it's just one giant piece of cast aluminum. And it's uh, it, like in Boston, it says 427, like 425 horsepower or something. Huh. It's very, very cool. And yeah, bumpers like FRP, they used a thinner gauge steel for the entire body. The frame is. Uh, like they use like a thinner, I think they use a thinner steel on the frame uh, after the uh, the body mounts. Like it's just it's just a cool as hell. Car. So it's like a CSL. <laughs> yeah, well, like all the ones I can find show these two big like. Yeah, I'm trying to find my photo. I don't know where the hell I put it. Oh, here it is. Arms. I found it. There it is. 
And those are metal? That's one piece of cast aluminum. That has to be... Is that a factory part? Yes. Wow. Yeah, sorry, it's very blurry. but uh, it gets you, I yeah. mean, It's better than the crinkly arms. Yeah, no, it's super-duper rad. Huh. And, uh, yeah, since it's a thinner gauge of steel like along the entire body, like, super cool. You got these, like, tow bars for, like... Yep, quick t- for like towing it to the track. Yeah, That's very neat. very cool car. This guy, he oh, and also had a fuel cell instead of a gas tank. Hmm. Because they didn't want to, they didn't put in a fuel alarm or like anything. Like a factory fuel cell. Huh. Yeah. That's impressive given the year of that thing. Yeah, you could just buy this at the dealership. That's like okay. That's cool. It's like even better than the Copos. Yeah. It, oh yeah. No. The, so muscle cars do nothing for me. Because it was, it's the AFX dragsters that, like, I think are the coolest things that American is, American cars are makes. So we ever think of, like, um, I think it's a Dodge, uh, Dodge Dart AFX? I would not expect performance and Dodge Dart to come into the same sentence, but... Um, this one, yes, this is it. Dart da- Yeah, just type in Dodge AFX, and you'll see what this is. These came from the factory with a shortened uh, I like this wheelbase. Button. Oh, God. What a ridiculous looking vehicle. Yeah, but they shortened that wheelbase. Um, so it's like a 70s or 60s dart, but yeah. Yeah, there's... for better traction. Looks That's like they moved so the rear cute. axle up like a foot. Yeah. <laughs> they moved it ahead of the door. And so you got to be careful what you put in the trunk. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Not but, for landscapers. No. Not at all. So, like, things like, you know, the Dodge Demon. Mm-hmm. That was a whole thing right before muscle cars where, like, all the big three were trying to outpace each other at the drag strip yeah. with just factory cars. And they were like... Sure, uh, we'll build that. That's fine. Yeah, <laughs> like, it, it, they made, like, muscle cars suck because muscle cars are, like, a tamed-down version of these. Okay. Like, these are what muscle cars want to be. And I mean, These so, are, like, straight-up drag cars. Yeah, I mean, they're like that's literally cars. all they're doing is, yeah, there was a... It's for... Um, AFX is for factory unmodified street cars. And I assume it, that AFX thing on the C pillar, that's factory? Yes. So, like, it's just already classed from yes, the factory? pretty much. Yeah. That's pretty cool. It's really cool. So, the engine out of the hood, that was not original. But, oh. like... Um, so, it wasn't blown? Well, that's actually fuel injection. No, it is blown, yeah. Um, but, no, they have... Um, I think they're dual carb... Like, a dual carb, like, max wedge or something. Hmm. Oh, which those also, are cool. I really like yes, those manifolds. Max wedges are also, like, infinitely cooler than Hemi's. So, yeah, like, these are, like, the coolest American cars you could ever get, or, like, these AFX, like, factory dragster things from, like, the early 60s. And, like, the NHRA kind of, like, ended the class, like, like, in 1965, I think. Perfect. Um, Yeah. (laughs) And that's kind of when muscle cars became a thing. Well, I was going to say, that's also the cutoff for Back to the 50s, isn't it? 64? 64, yeah. Exactly. (laughs) So, you Mustangs. But, um, yeah, so that... Nobody likes Mustangs. Yeah, but nobody nobody likes Mustangs there. Uh, there was a, also a uh, Arden head Ford Model B. Oh my God! Look at that intake manifold. Yeah, I know, right? It's pretty cool. So, um, the greatest wagon I've ever seen in my life—a '59 Buick Electra 225 wagon. That's very slammed. Yeah, I just love that front end. That bodywork's all original too. That's they've not modified, done any custom work. That's how it came from the factory, looking like that, just like. The cool angry eye headlights. And yeah, everything. I knew they yeah. had. To, I had to poop headlights, but yeah, the, I had to poop headlights. It just looks cool as hell on it. So, um, but yeah. Oh, here's that uh, Mercedes next to the Auburn. Yep, 
some there's some good stuff and it's really nice i didn't have to walk through a sea of like well four thousand fewer cars you could maybe see that in a long single day it was still a lot you can't okay yeah like even driving around he couldn't i mean Um, ryan went with his he got his 32 chevy like done enough and ready to drive it down there with mm -hmm. his dad and his wife drove the 58 chevy so they were down there yeah i Um, uh also discovered how much i really love stove bolt sixes with true dual exhaust Yeah, it's a very unique noise. It's a cross between a um, motorboat and a Harley-Davidson. That's the best way to describe it. I was going to say it sounds like a much, like, milkier 4-liter Jeep engine that's been, like, really, really, really opened up. Yeah. It's like, it's just got, like, it's the same firing order as the Jeep 4-liter, the AMC 4-liter, but it just, the flat head... It's not flathead. It's oh, they were right. The, the um, but the cross. It's not a cross flow, right? It's yeah, it's a reverse. Re- okay. It's a reverse. Also, Jeeps are reverse flow. That's true. Okay, so that makes sense. It sounds exactly like a really hopped up Jeep four yeah. liter to me. It, yeah, and that's also basically just like a, if Harley Davidson made a boat engine. It was so but made too it like hot. run correctly instead of all the Harley Davidson engines. In well, the world. that's the thing. If it's got a true dual exhaust on it, yeah. where you have a, you have three cylinders and three cylinders, and they go into two separate pipes. Yeah. That creates the Harley Davidson sound. All right, so it it sounds like it sounds like a Harley Davidson, but it's like not as like bro as one. It's three, two, no one. Yeah, it's basically (laughs) it's it's very it's very farty sounding. I really like it a lot, and I think uh, how hot was it the day you guys went or days? (sighs) Friday was okay. Friday was okay. Saturday was okay, but very sunny, and then Sunday we just walked there and then left and just didn't stay for the whole show because it was just too gross outside. And I think I tried to go Saturday, but the Vespa battery was shot, so I couldn't yeah. get it started. On so, Saturday, I brought the chitlins with. And, oh, yeah, I saw the picture. Um, it was fun, but we walked past the Nazi officer's car, and I was like, okay, well, we're going to talk about this. And they're <laughs> this like, is how we you know kids. what Nazis are. And I was like, good, all this right. This is how you learn about the Holocaust. I would elaborate just to make sure you actually do know what Nazis are, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> I also don't want to talk about it right now. Yeah. Oh, no, also? I also have had conversations with the youngest about that before because of what How she... did that come up in casual conversation with children? We were talking children? about school. Okay. <laughs> No, no, no. We were talking about Fiance. what they were learning about in <clears throat> school you, and what they were reading, and she was reading a book associated with the Holocaust. Okay. So. I'm glad they're still teaching that, frankly. Because, yeah. I mean, I can't even think of how many things in uh, history have probably just been, like, left off. Because it's yeah. like, well, it's, it's not the TikTokian era. Exactly. We can't, we can't cover that. We don't have enough time. Yeah. Um, I will also say that uh, I've discovered that... So I've been, like, learning to appreciate early 60s, like, pre-GTO Pontiacs a lot more, and... 98% of my reason why I've learned to appreciate them is because of the 1961 Bonville and how freaking cool it looks. Okay. If you just want to throw one up on the screen real quick. It has... It's a very underrated front end. It looks... I love the grill on it. And um, it's not like a boomer, like... Like, boomers aren't like totally in love with this, but that grill does it for me. Uh, yeah, I'm glad it, it works for you. I think it looks cool as hell. Because when you lower that... Alright, so, I don't don't super dig that. That's what it looks like lowered. I mean, great, but the grill's still the grill. The grill's the part that doesn't I don't like the thing that, like, it caves in at the the top back. It's not awful. I don't hate it, but I like the wheels. The wheels are cool. Yeah, it's a, oh, also, that one that you pulled up is a wide eight lug. 
pattern. Oh, really? Yes. Oh. The wheel bolts directly to the brake drum. Oh, so it's like a giant weird Volkswagen drum. Yeah, but with eight. I don't know if I like that. Lugs. It's very strange to very cursed. But <laughs> good luck putting discs on that. You can't. But <laughs> you you don't really want to either. It's one of those things where they really kind of pushed like drum brakes in the early '60s to like yeah. their absolute limit, and those drum brakes would actually outbreak the disc brake equipped optional cars. Sure, they probably just would heat soak much worse, right? No, because no? that's why they did the wide eight, and it's all finned. Okay. And it basically, it uses the wheel to create kind of a fan, because the wheel doesn't sit entirely flush. Sure. So as the wheel turns and you're braking, it'll draw in cooler air, and then just from, like, convection, it'll yeah. kind of blow it out through the backside, along cool. the are edge they, of the Are of they the directional drum. then? So, like, right side wheels have to no, be No, they're, the right they're just... They're, they're just like straight like straight turbine veins it's really interesting how they did that yeah so i think like if i had more time i'd write something like for the website so people could learn about but like i highly recommend looking like 1960s american drum break like what they did (laughs) to keep that rolling was just phenomenal like porsche 911-esque levels of it's fine yeah you engineer (laughs) around the problem like they're really engineering around this problem like between them and mercedes making drums that are inboard because they're bigger than the wheel like it's just like how do we get around this i figured it out yeah exactly we really don't don't need this part of the back seat we don't we don't want to use discs why not because we don't want to okay so we're gonna just reinvent the wheel Yes, literally. We are going to bolt the rim of the wheel to the drum and reinvent the entire wheel of the car. <laughs> Actually, I'm going to use engineering around a problem yes. as a segue from my story. If you yes, because I want to hear about what you did the weekend after us while we were at Pride. Uh, no, no. Second story is... No, no. I did Back to 50 slash Pike Speak. Recap, oh, I sorry, I have that at the end of this episode. Okay, never mind. We will talk about Pike Speak. Oh, good. Later. We will talk about it at, in this episode, but a little bit later. So, engineering around an issue. As you <sighs> might know, everyone is currently pretty peeved about Russia doing the things Russia does. They're doing bad things. And they, yes. Yep, and they still have a domestic auto manufacturing thing to an extent with Lada. But um, sanctions and, um, uh, we'll say, trade embargoes and things yes. like that, uh, they have caused Lada to kind of cease production of their new models and bring back the 12-year-old Granta. I saw that. But not in its original guise because they also can't get airbags, ABS components. Yep. Ta-da! So, oh, that's a hell, high trim level. Hell, yo, yeah, that's it's not what it actually bumpers. looks like. I'm sure this is. They probably yeah. can't even do that. No, it doesn't have painted bumpers. It only comes in silver. It has no painted bumpers, and it has um, just steel, unpainted wheels because they can't paint. And the wheels. now, no anti-lock brakes and no airbags. Yes, because they can't get them. It's extra bad. Hello, 2022-2010 Lada Granta. Yeah, everyone in Russia, how about you go tell Putin to stop it? Yeah, so seriously. you can have your. Um, Changli or not Changli in Mecca? What's the uh, the Uaz Patriot? Yes. Yeah. So well, you have actually, good so, vehicles back. So we were watching Stranger Things, and in Stranger Me Things, too. there's a uh, UAZ 452 van. Okay. It's um, so cute. And Jana is four. Okay. Jana is upset because she's like, and she's like, you can't get those because of Putin. I'm like, nah, no. They're just on sale now. You can get them for free. Well, yep. all it costs is War a plane trophy. ticket. It just costs a plane ticket to Ukraine. Yep. <laughs> what I, I said that, and as I was saying it, I was like, "Wait a second! No, they're easier to get now." Yep. We just got to go to Ukraine. We got to go Russia. to Ukraine, find the guy with the tractor. Yeah. That stole the tank. Yeah, you need a tractor. Just 
I suppose you can just hop in it. They, 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 they kind of leave them on the side of the road. We, we need want to get them the, you know, the tax write-off. Oh, we yes, we need true. the uh, the Russian lady that has that YouTube channel showing you yeah. how to start all <laughs> yes, the stuff. That lady is amazing. <laughs> exactly. That's yeah, what we we'll, we'll get the the farmer and the TikToker, and we'll be set. And then I'll get my little crank start van. Perfect. And it'll be good. <laughs> Why the hell did they use an Uaz van in Stranger? I'm I'm just you'll starting four. So you'll don't find spoil out. It. I'm yeah. not, it's yeah. big spoilers. Actually, no. You know, if you're just starting four, you know how. You know how Dumb. Hopper... No, there's going to be spoilers. Ended, no, no, one second. I can do this without spoilers. You know how Hopper ended up in the Soviet Union? Mm-hmm. That's why. Ah. Oh, okay. They have a scene that takes place in the Soviet ah. Union. Inside a UAZ-452. Okay. All right. They're very cute. Right. They actually got the year right on the 452 as a small girl. And they they're released, very they close released, to detail I feel like after they the do. Volvo incident. Yeah, yeah I bet. Reoccurring Volvo incident. I know the Volvo wagon. Um, I did see a. No, uh, they purposely placed it in the background to make people mad. There was a scene where Bastards. they were working at um, that where they shot like at the family video, and in the ba- in the foreground, a Camaro drives by. But I noticed that the wheels on the Camaro were massive. They're like seventeen-inch wheels. Ah, uh, yeah. And good luck finding tires I, that size. Well, good luck finding a seventeen-inch wheel in nineteen eighty-six. Period. That did exist. But I'm they like, were... a, what, a Ferrari? Yeah, well, yeah. Yeah, exactly. You're not going to find that on a Camaro. It's not realistic. No. But anyway, it had giant chrome wheels on it, and I noticed that. I kept my mouth shut. Mm-hmm. I <laughs> do recommend this season. It's really good. It's good. Oh, I'm starting it, yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. they just released the second half, so it wasn't really oh, four? a four? Yeah. yeah. So they did the first the half thing. earlier this year, and then this weekend they're dropping the second half. Oh, I guess I don't have the second no, half they, yet. You don't. I'll yet. get it on the torrents as soon as it drops. Anyway, but the Granta. Yes. Wow. I mean, I, I, I kind of wish the article showed the one you would actually buy, the one with steel wheels. Yeah, because wheels. This, one's, this one's too good. Not a Granta. Base model. Type in base model. Base model. Mm, images. You'll, the, you'll see. Oh, one. there we go. It's basically that. That is the amount of pixels that exist in Russia, so this is perfect. Ooh. Bam. That's, that's what you are currently. Probably for your if you need a new car in Russia right now. That's literally how it looks, yeah. That's, except, that's it, your baby. Except you can only get it in silver. And that those is wheels it. are no longer painted. 2022 Trabant. Yeah, pretty much. Except um, way except, less interesting. That's a Trabant at least won't rust immediately. <laughs> Why Why is that? Because it's made out of compressed cotton? cotton. Yeah, it doesn't rust. <laughs> Amazing. Um, <laughs> so speaking of new cars that mm-hmm. are um, doing well and don't have any issues and or anything, the Ford Mach-E, uh, which is <laughs> totally not a Mustang, um, it has Correct. a catastrophic issue. Didn't um, they just do a recall last time we were on air with the 2.7 EcoBoost? And there's another one. Oh, great. It's well, Ford. Okay. So um, they recalled 48,924 Mach-E's. That has to be the vast majority of them. Yeah, it has to be all of them because there is a possible overheating of the uh, high-voltage battery main contactors. Oh, no. Which will cause the vehicle to lose power while in motion or fail to start. Hey, that sounds like the issue on Scott's ID4. Potentially. Light on fire. Ah, like no. it sounds less like the ID4 now. Like other uh, Mustang-related Ford products hmm. from previous American hmm. malaises. Strange. I do have to say the Maki does look pretty nice. Yeah, it, it would been. I would be all over if they called it a Galaxy or just 
A Mach E. Yeah. Or just anything other than a Mustang. Why'd they slap yeah. the Mustang? Mustang? If you put Mustang on anything, I'm going to be like, oh, no, thank you. Imagine if the Lamborghini Anus is called the Lamborghini Countach Anus. That'd be but bad. You would that. instantly hate it more. I would hate it even more, and I already really hate it. Yeah, those. yeah, no, they'd, they'd be like, cool, you're making this bad and ruining a cool car. It's like the exotic version of the Eclipse Cross. Mm-hmm. They uh, redesigned the Eclipse Cross, actually, I discovered. Did Kua buy an Eclipse Cross? I don't know. But, um, do we have to beat him up? I I've, think we do. I think he got rid of his Mirage and I know he got, got rid an of, Eclipse Cross. I think he got an Outlander, actually, or something. Mm. But anyway, no, I th- I'm pretty sure he got an EV. Outlander. Will, will if you got a, okay, if you got a Fev think, Outlander, that's I, fine. I, I think you have Fev. But, um... If not, we got we'll, we'll need to have words tonight. Maybe he'll be at Cars and Crafts. Yes, um, but the, um... The Eclipse Cross, mm-hmm. they redesigned it. They got rid of the, uh... The name? No, the the back thing, the... I only cared about the name. The What's that piece the of... Light bar? The, the light bar thing. What's the German name for that? The Heckblend? Heckblend. They got rid of the Heckblend on it. Hmm. I mean, that's good, but it no, still has a really it's bad not, name. No, it's not, because that was the only thing that was remotely interesting about that vehicle. I now never looked at one. No, it, that, that's the thing. It's it like pretty if, neat. If I had to look over an Eclipse Cross and find the only thing about the vehicle that was remotely palatable is the Heckblend. Okay. Fine. Everything else is bad in every way. <laughs> yeah, but it was all bad. It, it's all bad. Like, all of it's 100% bad, but they got rid of the one thing that was, like, <laughs> the least bad. I'm surprised your dad didn't buy one. <laughs> My dad? No. My parents don't buy Mitsubishi's. We lived next to Mitsubishi dealership when I was a kid, mm-hmm. like where the Best Buy campus is now. There, that's where Bloomington Mitsubishi was originally. <laughs> and I remember that uh, they were looking at Hyundai's, and there was like a sea of three thousand GTs that were brand new, like up in the lift in the shop, getting serviced for immediate issues that they're having because ah. it's a Mitsubishi. So they're not good. I might even my parents know that. Although the Mirage. Also, the irony is that my parents are out here buying Hyundais and Kias in 1997 when they are literally just Mitsubishis that are (laughs) rebranded. You ever wonder why these dealerships are right here? Yeah, that's why. Same parts department. Yeah, exactly. Um, (laughs) To be fair, uh, it's similar to the uh, Mirage being palatable. I think that 90s uh, Hyundais, the build quality, because they're a little bit cheaper, made them more easier to stomach than like... Yeah, you knew exactly what you were getting into instead of having to like. Oh, by the way. Yeah, like if you're if your swing away spare tire on your Kia Sportage yeah. rusts in the place a year and a half after you bought it. Like, well, that makes sense. I which paid seven thousand nine ninety five for this. Which actually happened to my dad. <laughs> um, <laughs> if that happens, <laughs> like, <clears throat> no, no my, the, uh, my dad Sportage. had my, my dad had a manual four wheel drive first gen Sportage. Oh, like okay. my parents actually. had... The coolest Hyundai Kia products because they had a manual to run and a manual Sportage. First gen, cool. right? Yeah, yeah, first gen of yeah, both. Yeah. So very cool cars, but um, yeah, no, the spare tire, uh, swinging spare tire, rusted in the place, <laughs> and they had to get it replaced. Um, <laughs> that was a real thing. Your dad's like, that's, cars. That's a little bit laugh. more palatable. Yeah, but that's more palatable True. on a Kia than it is. Oh on, yeah. Like, well, you expect if, it to your point. Yeah, and like if that happened on like in an Endeavor. Like, or a G-Wagon? Mm-hmm. Yeah, or I'm just thinking of, like, things that you can get in Mitsubishi. Sure. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Like an Endeavor or something, you'd, like, lose your freaking mind. Like, <laughs> that'd be really extra bad. Like, if you have like, if you bought a brand new Montero and a year later just can't open the trunk and you can't get your milk and eggs out because the spare tire. I mean, that probably happened to some Monteros. But... Probably. But 
it, people were more pissed and never went back to Mitsubishi. Yeah. Whereas with like Kia, you're like, okay, <laughs> I understand. So what you're saying is all of the Mitsubishi products should have just been rolled into the Hyundai Kia brand in the early so. 90s? Yeah, I think so. It would have been well, hilarious like, to have a Hyundai Evo. So in our, that would have been real hot. I would have been into it. In our neighborhood group, <laughs> Better there's head. been in the last month and a half, five different like Kias that are stolen. And they're like, this car was stolen. First off, they post a stock image of the car. Which Very I'm helpful. Like, Very helpful. Drives me nuts. And then the vague description. And I'm like, mm. no, I want to know where you hit the Starbucks drive-thru. Yeah. So I can find your car. Um, but also. But I, we keep telling them it's a Kia. I was like, literally, police departments will give you a free steering wheel lock if they know you have a Kia. Because no they continue yeah. to be that bad but you expect it from kia it's all the non-car <clears throat> folks that are like i got a car and it's like that's um gmt 800s never had steering locks fiat 500s don't have steering locks there's a bunch of cars that don't have steering locks yeah but kias are just like notorious for just being able to just drive off in them but the thing is they still have encrypted ignitions so you still need a key to steal it no you don't actually um the encryption and everything yeah, it's all stored and the Lock cylinder assembly. So you just bust, you know, you know, like an old GM where you just bust a column off? Yeah. Hey, you do that. Great. Yeah. Wow. It's a separate S- computer. Super good. It's a separate computer because that way, if you need to replace your engine computer, you don't have to like reprogram your keys or anything. I mean, that's cool, but. The way that they implemented that is poorly. It's mm-hmm. not ideal. Also, the fact that the encryption like device just draws power directly <laughs> and then goes it's in line like keys just make me it's, giggle it's in series with the key it's not parallel to it so it's just like what like well, yeah we have it what's this part like well yeah just don't worry about it's that it's like why are they in series like, has... an alligator clip is like well that's yeah. done yeah, my sister has a kia right and she used to live over by us, but closer to the U of M. Okay. And whenever she would go out of town, I'd be like, please leave your Kia at the parents' house in their driveway. <laughs> because if you leave it at your apartment, it will not be there when you get back. So they're just 90s Hondas. They are. No, they really get stolen that much. Wow. And just the, since it's not a 90s Honda, nobody talks about it a lot. Yeah. But, like, if you actually look at, like, cars that are stolen, like, go on your neighborhood they're, and chat, it's usually Hyundai's and they're Kios. They're trying to... That's so uh, weird. They're, they're slowly overtaking the Accords. That's Because good. there's That's no good. Accords left. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They've moved on. They've all been stolen so many times, they've yeah. just had to move on. Yeah, and, like, Which people just use them to, like, joyride, and, like, they don't use them to steal parts off of So when you get it back, it's going to crash into a tree. Well, Great. and they're, <laughs> they're so generic, too, and... The people that own them are only posting, you know, stock photos of it's the car. It's a really fucking brilliant car so to steal. So it's easy for them True. to just blend in. It's so easy to steal. Yeah, who, who, okay, what Hyundai Sonata, 2012 used Hyundai Sonata owner has a photo of their car? Nobody. Nobody. Boom. Yeah. Nobody. I they probably don't even know the people, plate number. Yeah, train. I always tell people. Train. train. I always tell people that aren't into way. cars to take. Fucking chooching. It's going very, very fast. Okay, yeah, I was going the wrong way. Thank goodness. Okay. Um, I haven't done a doot doot here yet. Doot doot. Um, that would have been fun. It's, but, it's yeah, one of my I favorite things. all non-car people to have at least one photo of their car with their license plate because how many times do you have to li- uh, like reference your license plate number 
if you're at a hotel or what. It should be in your parking app. I mean, if yeah. you live in the cities, you should have it registered there. I would just have a... I don't have the parking app, so I don't pay for parking. But um, I got a parking ticket, finally. It was in front of my house, and it was for expired tabs. I got one, too, for expired tabs, but my tabs are up to date. They just weren't on the vehicle. That's baloney. Their computer knows that. I know, and it's uh, meter made. It's not somebody at the computer. I know, but it's still a $113 I ticket. Think it, I, th- I think it was an old old people reporting it. Because I saw old people drive by and look at my tabs and see that they were new and then drive away. And I'm like, who are you? I bought these tabs, but my tabs expire in December when that it's is the too worst. snowy. Oh. And so I was like, yeah. so I've had them in my car the entire time. I just... Model S is January, and I don't put them on until April. Yeah. They're I was in my like, car. I just got busy, and I haven't put them on yet. They're fine. I've never been pulled over. I've had cops parked behind me. The yep. cops don't care. Because the I computer reads it automatically, and it says you've paid for tabs. Yeah, so I like I need to call them up and be like, this is an invalid ticket. We just need to do a hearing officer appointment. It sucks, yeah, you're but fine. it's worth it. Yeah, you can do it. But anyway, They're all virtual now, too. Yeah. Perfect. Yep. Um, anyway, sorry. So that was, we, we meandered very far from <laughs> Let's the topic. move on to sorry. the next topic. Let's do. Okay, so I'm actually going to bring up a topic that we both apparently found when independently. I saw Eric up I was this really topic, confused. I, was confused. I said two topics in a row. I was about to move <clears> this. And, okay, so I was scrolling through Facebook as you do when you're a boomer like myself. Yeah. And I was scrolling through David Freiberger of Roadkill, yeah. his Facebook. And normally that's just kind of political stuff that I don't really want to talk about or like really really boomer car stuff that mm-hmm. I don't want to talk about but he posted something about a trend in style in the 1960s in American cars that specifically started with Buick in 1961 and that yeah. was if you ordered a brand new Buick in 1961 as a convertible you could select a series of several different designer, designer. fabric yeah. tops and I'm like, why the hell isn't this still a thing? Because you look in here on the photo, if you're doing the video version, there's houndstooth, there's white with color polka dots, there's pink with white polka dots, there's like a really nice, almost natural leather look, and then there's a blue and white, very much similar to like a yeah. china plate pattern. Yeah. And then also in the notes, I have to go back, but I looked up separately, there was also a series of Mopars. Yes. Oh. Um, I bring one up right now. That We've had one Embraer trailer, and it is my favorite thing in the world. Cool. And I take it as a personal front that it wasn't assigned to me, because when this was being written, I was totally miserable writing a lifted Hummer. Anyway, and anyway, then here, uh, here's cl- the Mopar. Yes, that's the Mopar. That is a Mod Top. Mod Top's mod top. very cool. But this was like a, a vinyl fixed top on the Mopars, right? Yes. So yeah. you, when you would get a vinyl, a Landau top, mm-hmm. you would, could get the option for the Mod Top, which would give you a floral top. And you could get it on any car. So this is a 318 3-speed um, Barracuda. So nothing special Barracuda. But still, it's a V8 Barracuda. Because <clears throat> you could get a inline 6 three on the tree barracuda so i'm just looking is, at the top but w- what i'm saying is this is actually a pretty decently specced barracuda it's not bottom of the barrel like somebody didn't just go like i want mod top i don't care about engine like they Fine. made a point to be like i want v8 v8 yes i want v8 and mod top and mod top very cool we just need to customize our cars more because it's just it makes me so sad to see all these cars and thankfully i think gen z is gonna save this kind of culture and bring it back because you I know, think so we too. live in a very 
college well, part of town. We live next to like four different universities. Look and at people's computers and stuff. I mean, yeah, yeah you, you can't yeah. RGB your car very easily, but you can do this kind of crap. Yeah, yeah exactly. but like, so because we've got a lot of student housing around us, we get to see all the students' cars, and they all have Subaru Baja. <laughs> Geo Tracker. They just have the, the most the thing obscure is, right, car but the thing in is, the brightest uh, Here, color. one second, honey. All right, I know you don't like the Baja, but oh, that's an understatement. But oh, you have to admit, compared to a Equinox, you have to go out of your way to actually find that, though. I hate you, the Baja way I know, more than but the, Equinox. But the thing is, is you have, that means that somebody went out of their way and said, "I want this ridiculous vehicle." You don't accidentally end up with a Baja. You don't like go to a dealership and then go fuck and end up driving home in a Baja. Like you don't. That doesn't happen. Corey accidentally had a Baja. No, he but bought that. No, he was given to him. But that's the thing is, you don't get like yellow turbo four so or four or five speed. It wasn't a turbo, but it was a yellow five speed. Yeah, there's like yuck. But anyway, like. But anywho, this college student has like the like all these college students instead of buying like fancy brand new bland cars, they're going and they're finding the weirdo thing. weird cars good, in Baja bright bad. bright colors and like. You have to get past your Baja thing, because the thing is the fact that somebody actually goes out of their way to find a thing. Daihatsu Jumper? Gimme, 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 gimme. Cool, but that's the thing is, like, the fact that, as opposed to, like, what you're doing right now is you're you're being the boomer to a millennial that was saying, oh, you bought a Honda Civic? That's stupid. No, because a Honda Civic's an excellent car. A Subaru Baja is a piece of objective shit. Okay, and so to somebody with a third-generation Camaro? Yeah. They're going to be saying the exact same thing about EFs. I know firsthand. But those are good cars. Okay, cool, fine. The thing is, is that this is the car that got somebody interested in cars. It might not be what you want. It is objectively not great. But the thing is, is it's a starting place. It's like the kid that, in, that starts out with a Hyundai Tiburon. Cool car. Okay, fine. Automatic V6. They started out with a Hyundai Tiburon. You can get a V6 in a first-gen yes. Tib? second-gen. Okay. But, like, you can get a Hyundai Tiburon... And then you're like, this is a sports car. And you're like, this isn't that great. I wonder what else I could get. Mm-hmm. As opposed to the kid that just like ended up with like a Camry and is like, cool, well, I guess I'm going to go play badminton now. Like, this and is... It, a it's, quirky it, starter car yeah, is 100% a, what Baja I'm into. Is. A Baja is a piece of shit. It's still a quirky, weird car, though. They could do better. Great, but that, get, that actually got them into a car. So if you want to actually, like... If you want to actually see people be interested in cars instead mm-hmm. of gatekeeping and being upset that it's a Baja, be like, yeah, that car's not that great. Here's a cool version of I that. ignore those people until they get their second car, then we're friends. No, Perfect. that doesn't work that way because then what? you know, it's, you know who's going to talk to them about cars? Subaru people. No, Blake Bodine. And they're like, why do you even care about a car? What like, cars are stupid. Just get whatever. No, because they already did no. the gatekeeper car, so they're interested in the Subaru Baja they, for its quirky can, nature, so still, they're hooked at that You point. can buy a Baja and buy that without being gatekeeped because you don't know other car people. You just go, this is an interesting thing to me. But if and they, you don't understand why it's bad. If you seek out a Baja, though, and you buy that as your car because you like how it's quirky, you're already hooked. No, you're it's like not. your next car is not going to be a You can very easily be gatekeeped at that point. I absolutely know this for a fucking Good. fact. Then fuck him. Okay, whatever. Moving on uh, to what was a great topic to something that kind of got ruined because Eric wanted to gatekeep everyone. Uh, we're Mod gonna, tops are mint. We're going to talk about uh, stereos. Um, and 
Blaupunk SQRs uh, are very expensive. That is a good stereo to put into uh, classic cars. And Continental has a much cheaper option that I discovered, which is actually made by VDO. <laughs> awesome. Um, it's made by VDO under Continental's name. And it's kind of a retro-styled Bluetooth stereo. Uh, and it's a, literally a third the price of an SQR. And it looks great in, like, any 80s or 90s car. That's good. It looks like it's got Bluetooth, Bluetooth, uh, USB, and aux. That's pretty good. Yeah, it's a multimedia stereo. Okay. Heck yeah. Cool. I, uh, these got posted a couple times in BMW forums, and I never actually saw a, like, a profile of the bezel. The biggest thing we run into in, like, E30s and E36s, especially when you're, like, retro fitting e36 stereos into e30s and stuff like that is it's a single din yeah but like the actual i don't know what you call it like the x height the thickness that comes out yeah and the actual like bezel was a little bit thicker but i think i've seen these continentals and people are actually complimenting like how much thinner that ring is around it so i think since it's sold as an aftermarket like retrofit they might yeah. even come with a couple different i think so um plus you have installation kits and the invention of a 3d printer um, True. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, and so uh, I'll, that's actually something I know a lot of people do. Like CRXs, like just about every weird, the black panel that's actually on the the, the like center stack on a CRX. Yeah. All of that plastic is ABS plastic, and it's like I'm trying to get something that's equivalent gauge. About the gauge, of, yeah, it's about that thick. It's so like the faceplate of the actual. Everything is thing. as thick as this. So it's like two mil, maybe. <laughs> Maybe maybe mill and a half. <laughs> but anyway, it's really thin gauge, and what'll happen is it will get very hot and it'll warp and then it'll cool down and it'll crack. And then you end up having these situations where CRXs are known for having exploded exploding HVAC controls. Because the climate control temperature gauge is yeah. actually a cable that yeah. physically pulls and contracts and like oh, extends okay. sure. the heater valve. Well, if you have a, heat, a heater valve that's been in a car for 30-odd years, there would be some dirt and shit, and takes a little bit extra force to twist so, like, it. the tension on it. So what will happen like... is it'll you'll twist it, and it'll crack the bezel, and it'll cause you'll have enough force there that it'll shred everything. It'll just send buttons and everything going flying. <laughs> so it's, it's a literal exploding HVAC control that they have. <clears throat> Has and that so, been solved by, like... 3D printing. Okay. Two <laughs> <laughs> 3D printing one. And then you just pull it all apart and you put it on. And that's what you do. And so I think that's probably what's going on here is there's so many like weird different it, it, I've learned how like just how easy it is to model things in three D. Like Tinkercad is amazing. I just use Blender because I use that for That's really good too. Yeah, yeah. I use Blender for uh, Unreal Engine for if I need to make an asset or something. Yeah. Um and it yeah, it's super easy. Like for that video game I've been working on, I have actually got updates because I've been I was having a very tough time. With AI in that. And so I actually uh, started doing a side project. It's like a first-person shooter. Because okay. it's way easier to learn AI with a first-person shooter because there's way fewer variables, weirdly enough. Hmm. Yeah, because it basically... They, that makes sense. It, you, everything's nav-meshed, and it's just a guy with a gun. He's trying to find you. Okay. And you have to figure out, okay, well, how does how do I tell the AI to not just stand in front of my crosshairs and shoot at me? Ah, yeah, so it's actually it's literally everything with the, with the first person shooter. It's like 
75% of making a good first-person shooter is AI. Hmm. I, I could see that. And the other 25% is literally everything else. Well, and it's got to be like a knife edge, too, because like once you finally get the AI to like navigate a map correctly and like still make mistakes, as soon as they find you, it's a computer. It yeah. can bullseye you. It's like, yeah. how do you then program it to like, hey. <laughs> so th- this is actually what you do. I'll tell you exactly what you do. You do a line trace to target character. You, you have whatever whatever triggered their perception, and then you do a line trace to that, and then with that line trace you do a random float of plus or minus 5%. Okay. And then uh, that will actually also change your difficulty. So you can have that float be a variable. Okay. And then when you change the, the difficulty, like in the game options, yeah. all you're really doing is you're just changing what that percentage is. That, percentage is. that makes sense. In a lot of games, what they'll do is they'll change the enemy health, and that's stupid because that just makes them a bullet sponge. <laughs> And I hate bullets. I don't like that either. During the land party, whenever we're playing Halo, I'm yeah. like, I shot you four times. Like, well, yeah, my overshield though. I'm like, that's why I want, I want you. One, that's why next, one kill. next time I come to a land party, I'm gonna buy an extra copy of Hell Let Loose for you because I thought it was on sale the other day. It's very good. And I missed it. I highly recommend it. <laughs> I was in Colorado. I'm like, damn it. Um, it's but, a very good. Game. You can buy. You can actually buy games on your phone with I, the Steam app. Didn't try that. It's good to know. I, I learned that because there was a like a flash sale. There was like a five hour sale on okay. a game, and I was at an airport. I'm like, nope. <laughs> Got it. Buying, I mean, it makes sense. I buying guess. this sixty dollar game for five bucks. Yeah, <laughs> um, it's better than Humble Bundle. But yeah, so uh, you um, what what you do is you, you you can just like do like you change the line tracing and stuff. But anyway, to the the racing game that was yeah. that was I'm making. Um, when you do that line trace, that can also be how accurately the AI follows the path along the racetrack. Yeah. And so that's doing a doing the AI going exactly along the line. That's how I was, show, I was showing you guys having those issues with like the cars every time they hit a corner, they just spin out. Yeah. Because the car will literally just quickly just jerk the wheel 45 degrees to the left and then rear end kicks out. Is that just because of like a deviation of the path? That's yeah, not quite it'll, it'll just go, it'll just go, it'll go from this point immediately to this point and find the path of least resistance. Ah. Yeah. And so, or if you tell it to like follow the spline exactly, which is like the road, mm-hmm. it'll keep exactly like say four feet of distance on each side of the car. It'll go dead center down the center I mean, of the track. And, strikes me as how ultimate drivers drive. So yeah, it's, it, yeah, it's true. <laughs> But if you do a deviation, that'll allow them to actually be fun to race against. And, I gotcha. Yeah. And now it's cool. also, I know yeah, how to make them aim at you. You gotta put the sporadic. Um... Well, I mean, yeah, but you could probably edit the spline, right? To, like, make that erratic. Yeah, well, is, you don't even have to do that. What you can do is you can have that uh, random float, and then um, you can introduce another variable that is, can act like the driver getting distracted. Okay. So Can I suggest that one part of this Ultima challenge is Dinky Town? Yeah. Like oh my crunchies God. where and the the Blarneys <laughs> where people literally park in the middle of the one way yeah. and block parked cars exactly, in. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, there was a girl on TikTok who was like, um, I was in my car and I looked this guy directly in the eyes and they turned off their car and left. <laughs> And that a cop drove by and did nothing. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, so... And I was, so that just needs to be part of the Ultima experience because I felt like that was giving very much Ulta energy because so, I see that happen, like, every day. Yeah, the, basically what, what I would do to, like, make them be erratic is I would put a, um, a set timer and then have that timer be another kind of random float of, like, between 
10 to 45 seconds, and every 10 to 45 seconds, I would have it reintroduce what that accuracy float is for okay. it uh, following the pass. So sometimes, sometimes it'll go straight, and it'll sometimes just go bananas. Yeah. But uh, so anyway. But it has he, to compound and get worse, right? Because mm-hmm. I mean. Yeah, exactly. And then. Um, <laughs> So, Depends speaking about one tire driving. Perfect. Anyway, so uh, the Continental uh, Bluetooth stereo, <laughs> once you 3D print a bezel for it, would probably fit in the mo- most anything. I saw I it in so. a uh, Pagoda, which wasn't mm. the most ideal application for it. I think it would just be like the lighting color, because I mean, Pagoda is mm. all just natural halogen bulbs, I think, yeah. and this is like it's a. It's what a, make it, has it, this? It, it, it is a '80s stereo in a '60s car. Well, that too. Yes, you're right. You're right. The look yeah. is, yeah, I know. That's but like at mean. night, that's always been like the biggest eye opener for me. In the early 2000s, when upgraded single dens were all the rage, I'm like, this is awesome. And then you finally get to it at night, and you've got orange gauges, and you've got a bright green, non-dimmable. Oh, not only that, it, it, it's usually in demo mode, so it's going to full, <laughs> full pride flag <laughs> everywhere. Like everywhere, it's, it, it looks like a dance club inside your inside of your car. Honestly, you may as well at that point. Yeah. So. Especially um, the ones with the early OLEDs. But yeah, so I'm curious. I guess I'm going to have to find a car with a single... De- I'm probably going to upgrade this stereo on my Civic at some point when I actually decide to work on it. Well, just make sure to 3D print a new bezel so you don't mm-hmm. explode. Or that's just CRX or was that Civic Just too? CRX. Oh, wow. Those cars just seem... They're cursed in every way. Great. I yep. love the CRX. They really are just the most cursed car. So whenever somebody says they like the CRX, I tell them they're wrong. Yeah. Because they're I've, literally the most cursed car. I've literally picked fights where Ryan's like, hey, just leave it be. They don't know better. And I'll actually like dig into this poor kid who's like, we love the CRX. And I'm like, you and I are why. the same in some ways. Yes. Like, it, I'm just like, no, you it, don't like the CRX. And this is this is why. And you are wrong. And they're like, oh, okay. And they just think I'm neurotic, which, which I am. Because I the CRX say, made me that way. Yes. And. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You're not wrong. It's just, but like, also, if you've lived my experience with a CRX, that would no longer be your favorite vehicle. Oh my, yes. But, and throw the misogyny on trying to get the parts. Just it, it's worst car. Go back and listen to the earlier episodes of the Carbotage podcast. Might have been Motor Cult. Probably was Motor Cult yeah. at the time where we discussed CRXs. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so it's eye opening. Kicking and screaming. Eye opening. Probably. I think but. we should probably go back and like revisit. Maybe not next episode, but like sometime in the next this summer, revisit some cars that like are very popular. Because I know we've talked about this previously, and there's probably more cars that are added to this list now because it's been a few years. But we should visit cars that are very popular incorrectly, like they're just incorrectly attributed to being good. So do people think they're good because they're popular? Or? Like they're very popular, and everybody thinks that they're great, and it's like. Kind of, you're close. It's not. This isn't what you're thinking of, though. Right. So like the CRX is like that, or like well, people they look at it and like, wow. Yeah. Or but like you don't understand. People like they're like E46s are great, and then they get like E46 convertible. I've noticed the people With that no are diehard about CRXs yeah. don't give the Civic hatch at the time of day, and yeah. it confuses me because I'm like, this is what I mean. That, it's people that don't that like are like they're close to being like correct. Mm-hmm. And they're like, yeah, this is cool. Like, people that really like Dodge Neons. Or people that like coupe BMW 3 Series and That's, I mean, hate yeah. sedans, even exactly. though they're objectively better. Yeah, we should do that. that or like, yeah, or uh, another one, Hakoska Skylines. Yep. Are th- every, the Hakoska Coupe won one-tenth the number of races that the sedan won. 
And even the uh, like the R32 versus the R33 and 4 GTR, I feel like the R32 gets really shit on by a lot of people just because it isn't one of the later cars, even yeah. though it's technically almost identical to a 33. They, they are pretty much identical. I mean, and to a 34. The 33, we all know, is actually just the worst, period. Yeah. But, like, there are a ton of people out there that would, like, for no reason at all, just, I'm not going to buy an R32. I want an R33. Well, they're just wrong. Just, yes, that's incorrect. But I mean, yeah, you, you want on. the heavier, worse looking I version. Whenever I, I refuse, whenever I, whenever I see R thirty three, I go, "That's not an R thirty four. I get let down. <laughs> anyway, I like to refuse to talk to people about skylines because they always have wrong opinions on skylines. Yeah, that's kind of why. I and quit. they're always really mean about it. Well, like I mean, they're not nice about it. They're like really th- mean. That goes it. for Nissan owners as a whole. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let me edit that spline real quick. That that is not like, just Skyline yeah, people. That's so G thirty five people. That's Z car people. Like, that's Sentra people. That's two forty people. Like they're I've all, asked questions oh. out loud, not necessarily directed at people, like just kind of to myself around a skyline, and then three teenage boys come to correct me and i'm like i'm trying to figure this out myself thank you and then the owner comes and is like and i'm like (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's it's the worst experience the only way i can ever talk to somebody that owns a nissan is if they go out of their way and tell me that they dislike other nissan i only talk to brian and hip about and and pafua but like three people are yeah, the only people in the world that I will talk skylines with because they're nice about it. Pretty fair, but I mean those are probably the people that are like, yeah, I hate Nissan people. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. exactly yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Th- those are three people that I just dislike <laughs> Nissan people. Like Brian's a doomer. Hip doesn't like cars, and Pafu <laughs> is very very particular about the. She isn't a brand loyalist. Oh she is a specific trim level loyalist. <laughs> I got. Pafu is one of my favorite people. She's, she's like, I've never met this person. She's but, really cool. Oh, my God. Uh, you'll, you'll meet her at some point. I was going to say the accuracy of the first two that I have met. Yeah, like a, a doomer and not a car person. And then, like, just like... Hip hates cars. I'm like, he totally does. Yeah, he's not a car person. He just thinks that a few cars are very interesting. And Brian is just always... just He's a doomer. Like, that's what he is. He's just... It's always I could crash doomer. one of Hip's oh, car, man. and he would be like... Oh, I remember when he okay. when he was up at was it Proving Grounds when yeah. he hit the wall with his like super nice two hundred one eighty SX was it yeah two forty SX yeah okay it was a Sylvia but yeah but then he just like Meh. yeah turned it into this full blown drift car I'm yeah like, and Pafu has got a similar uh, right hand drive uh, Sylvia Q's and she's, she takes very good care of it. she takes right. very good care mm-hmm. of it but she's like she's like I like Sylvia coupes I don't like hatchbacks I don't like 240s I like Sylvia coupes like, I, I respect that like alright cool <laughs> let's talk like this is very cool I understand exactly why I like this car because this is a good car she had a terrible husband who was very uh, uh, let's just say he was a Subaru lad no I think he actually had a Baja yeah he did have a Baja oh man anyway he, he's yeah. exactly what you think of when you think of Corey? Baja owner no, 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 no. no. <laughs> That's a uh, joke. He is a 30-year-old man-child, so... so like, mo- like, like most Subaru owners. Anyway. Uh, I was thinking of the mouth fedora first, but... Anyway, yeah, next topic. Uh, this one is oddly aged already, even though I only put it in here two weeks ago, but every time this company does something bad, which they do all the time, I have to bring it up because people need to stop yes. with the rose-tinted glasses. Tesla, for like the sixth time since they brought out the Model Y, has increased the price... Across the base price across their entire lineup by six thousand dollars per unit, 
So this is one of the few companies that no longer has a federal tax credit. Yeah. And now they're adding almost that entire used-to-be benefit in savings back on to the price tag that already you weren't saving on. Who is still buying these? I don't get it. Whenever I see a Tesla with a temporary point, I'm like, you looked at every option and this was the one you picked? It didn't. They they saw one of these on the road one time and they opened up an app on their phone and they're like they see the little hedgehog, like, hell yeah. It, good good, you good know, job on, on your on order. On NPR Marketplace they said that Teslas are the new Apple. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And oh, it really sorry. is. It really is because Apple people are like that. When we were like teenagers, is like. I mean, I was an Apple person. I know you were. And that's why I'm Still telling on. you this to your face. Because <laughs> Apple people are the worst about brand loyalty. Still really because, like Apple products because they're yeah. better, but like Tesla suck. But like, no, what I'm saying is like, like Apple people. Apple people are so aggressively pro Apple. And you're like, yeah, but like, they're like, I'm going to get this iPhone because this iPhone's durable and reliable. I'm like, but the last three were bricked by an update, right? And they're like, yeah, but it didn't break. I'm like, but it got yeah. bricked by an update. Though. No tech is very good anymore. But, but like, that, that's kind of what I'm talking about. Is like, yeah. like, like about Apple, the like early 2010s yeah. where... Like 03 to 2010, yeah. like, oh yeah, they could yeah, no, do they, no wrong. Yeah, they I mean, could. And what is, I'm talking about is like, the people at like, when we were in high school, they were like, Apple, Apple, Apple. You're like, all right, you're annoying, but like, fucking shut up. And then, like, and we were, and like, basically, it was like early 2010s, and they're like, Apple, Apple, Apple. And, like, everything was going wrong in their life. With the, you know, the antenna issues <laughs> yeah, with the floor, and, and then like, batteries exploding, and yeah, the software like, yeah. saving them for some reason. Well, I mean, that was 4chan, but. Yeah. But, like, I'm just, I'm like, I'm like, looking, I'm like, yeah, this is just Tesla people now. It's like, they just hear the name and go, oh, this is a good EV. And it's like, no, I, it's really not. You just hear the name a lot. I know the person I sat next to during graduation that microwaved his iPhone owns a Tesla now. Yeah. I believe it. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, this is... I mean, the parallels are uncanny, because, like, I hate Tesla, I hate the company, I hate the product, love their charging network. Max, like, okay, their hardware used to be the best all the way around, too. It hasn't been for ages. Yeah. But their OS was still the best. And now even that's like, well, yeah, but now They're everything's on the web, so it doesn't matter. finance bros that aren't good at tech or finance. <sighs> Every, okay, so here's a little bit of a tangent. Never happens on this podcast. I have been auditing a bunch of companies and models of photocopier. I'm replacing ours at work. That's just a thing that happens. Yeah. I have gotten seven bids. I've demoed three units. Every single time I've gone in to demo one of these units, there is a gray Tesla parked in the parking lot. Mm. I've asked. It's always been their IT guy. I'm just like, great. Now I have to get a different car. Thank you. No, you really do. Maybe after I pay it off. I think... (laughs) I, th- that's like the joke. It's like the running joke of everybody is like I, I do make fun of your car. That's fine. I, you're aware of that. Yeah, because I don't care about does. the car. Yeah, at all. you yeah. also like you bought it for a specific thing. You like, look inside of it and you're like, oh my god! You bought it so you literally <laughs> did not have to drive to work. Like, yeah, that that's why you bought it. Like, it makes sense. I understand. That. Also, it's disposable, and if it gets totaled tomorrow, yeah, you don't care. Ta-da! Like, it's literally a disposable car. Yep. And like I mean, like a Toyota Corolla. Yeah, it's I, I I make fun of it, and I'm like, oh yeah, my buddy's like he's a diehard Mac person. Like we were in high school, mm-hmm. and then he like went through the withdrawal syndrome of being a diehard Mac guy in the 2010s, and I had to watch him do that. And it's Groundhog Day with Tesla now. <laughs> it's just, I've had he's Macs the whole it. time, but like I'm not. I'm not a diehard like fan the of them anymore. Glasses. No, no, the main reason I use one at home is because like the file browser is better, and like that's the main thing you, I use. You're, you've that's also it. this is something a lot of people don't think about is the fact that you're used, to, you're very used to that OS. I'm I also used tried to Windows Linux, and, Linux. and I refuse to. I hate Linux with every fiber of my being. Which distro? I fucking I don't know. Whatever came on my 
two free geek computers. Oh, oh yeah, I could see that. Yeah, yeah, that's it, a really dumbed down distro. I, I just, I hate it. Everything requires programming to do anything. Have it's you been annoying. to Free Geek since they got the computer reset stuff in stock? Mm-mm. No, I really want to go because they've got like just tons we go of like we, we do have to go. We should go after this because I have to get that. a. Peter uh, wants to go too. Oh, perfect! Okay, we'll I, go. I have to uh, get a very cheap and simple CD player for my grandmother. So Perfect. We because should get a well, uh, Ryan's cracked the code that music really helps her with her Alzheimer's because his dad was too. My dad's an idiot, so big of an idiot to think about. All I've told the him research. this, and I'm like, I'm like, every other form of research has said that when you are trying to get somebody that is, um, like, not what, what's the what's the just, polite term for somebody that has a well, it's disability. just. D- d- Generative brain disease. Yeah, when you have some sort of brain, like generative brain disease or learning disability or like behavioral disability, um, that you, if you correlate it with the music, yeah, it's very helpful. Similar to the whole plot point of Stranger Things right now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so yeah, I have to get Grandma a CD player. Um, yeah, because um, Ryan's father today was supposed to go visit her, and then he played music on his phone and was like, "Look at this new record player I have." <laughs> Yeah, Grandma's like, "What is this?" I'm like, "It's a tiny record player. It's a very small record player." That's probably the yeah. Probably and she the way she to was totally it. mind blown because I was playing like I wasn't playing like my dad would just play like Frank Sinatra for her because like, sure. that's all he knows. I'm like, "No, Dad, like don't do that." It's, that's what she, that's what she was listening to when she was middle aged. Like, play her something from her childhood. Like, you know, I was so like, "Are you supposed to do like classical music?" Because no, complexity? no, not even. You no, have to bring... I, you have to, it has to be something that means something to them. So oh, like, okay. my grandmother, what she went to high school in the forties and she was from central Minnesota. So I played the Andrews sisters because they were from central Minnesota and they were like the Britney Spears of the 1940s. All right. So and she was able to remember came a right lot back. about, she came oh. right, like right the hell back. Like I mean, she was, she was like, like dro- she even remembered me and she hasn't met me before. She I was going to say exercising those pathways yeah. probably does. Like- yeah. She's, she's only met uh, Jana once and she like, it was just like, Sipping out like some orange juice, some like drooling, and then I put on the Andrew Sisters, and she like started playing like Solitaire and asking about Jana. Like it was really cool. Hmm. Yeah, Neat. it worked. So yeah. music um, is very good. It's yes, music is very good. good therapy. Um, but I do have to say something about Tesla hmm. real quick before sure. we move on. Is like so I had a when I was at my preschool, there was a family that upgraded from their Prius. To a Tesla. Side graded. That's yeah, the thing about side grid. Whatever. There's a high likelihood um, I'm end up with a Prius after the Fiat. I love Ooh. Priuses. Prius C. Uh, Prius C's. You nah. gotta get a Prime. No. The C is the one you want to get. That handles nice. It's the it's basically a lightweight Prius. Because yeah. it's all the Prius stuff and it weighs like four hundred pounds less than a normal Prius. Yeah, but plugging it in is cool. Mm-hmm. I wish they did a C Prime. That'd be awesome. Yes. But the C has a racing pedigree. Mm-hmm. It's true. And there's actually aftermarket parts for it, unlike with the Prem. Yeah, we can talk about the Prem yep. some other time. Um, and they just like they're just having another kid, and they're kind of like outgrowing the Prius, whatever. I don't believe that, but that's everyone goes. I'm having another kid. We need a slightly bigger vehicle. No, they say I need. I'm having my first kid. I need a three row crossover. Yeah. Um, so they, I think they got in the base no. model when it first came out. Okay. The Y. Base model Y. Oh, yeah, not, not, not necessarily a base model, but they well, got the just, Y. You said when y. It just, um, yeah. I'm not sure. No, the Y's not good. It's a three. I've never like, seen that three. like fit a person better because I'm like, yep, that that makes sense. A, 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 a husband with two kids and 
several dogs. Yep. Oh no. Yeah, that likes to present themselves as somebody super into tech, and I just like lightly every time I see somebody buying a Tesla, I'm just like, uh, or right, looking it, into it. And it, I especially try now to, that they're six thousand dollars more. It's, it's somebody that's a computer nerd that buys a pre-built gaming computer. Yes. That's literally what it is. It's an iBuy power. It's an iBuy power. And it's always like whenever somebody's like, "Yeah, I'm thinking about buying a Tesla," and I go, "Oh, have you considered other electric cars?" Like we don't have a ton in Minnesota. But if you go look in California, where they're much more mandatory to be sold, uh, you can find a lot of different cool cars that are electric. And it's almost always they just want the Tesla. They don't care about the electric car. They just want the Tesla. To could, be to be fair, branding matters a lot. Like when I was like, yeah. a kid, when I was younger, and I got my Civic. Like if you tried to sell me on a Corolla, I would have like fought you to the death. I'm like, no, I'm getting my Civic hatchback. Like, and the, you'd be like, Corolla's pop up headlights. Corolla has a four AGE. I'm like. Civic has a D series. I'm getting that. Yeah, I think <laughs> it does. I think it does correlate shots. with the yeah. the brand loyalty that yeah. a lot of younger millennials have. Not Gen Z. Gen Z steering away. But. Go out of my way. Every time somebody like obviously has a question about my car, I'm like, I've been driving EVs for a long time. Mm-hmm. I would never buy another Tesla. I yeah. will absolutely own another electric car. But not a Tesla. Yeah. Not a Tesla. Yeah, understandable. Because how many times have has the screen broken? That Three. That the car has been really good. Like the product itself that I own is totally fine. But but the newer ones everything are... else about that company, no way. Yeah. No way. Also, you're totally fine, and everybody on else's on Earth's totally fine um, are two very different things. Yep. Because you're totally fine is a BMW 850 that has, been, has been actually awesome. been pretty reliable for well, you Well, that's because people are wrong about the yeah. eight but, but see this is the thing is like fine to you like your level of average of like what reliable is i is, buy the right car that's for sure yeah but like, but like your level you're you're like an average good car mm-hmm. is like bmw 850 ferrari 355 cars that are not known to be terribly reliable and let's be honest and normally reliable, yeah, yeah. Which is and for, amazing. for, for <laughs> you to say the right one for you to say it's been fine there's a huge caveat to that. It's like it's like me saying like this is a reasonable car for a person to own. Yeah. And you go, okay, well, what's a re- what's a reasonable car to you? And I'm like, a Fiat 500 is a perfect brand new car. Yeah. That's a perfectly reasonable car for anybody. Mm-hmm. Even though I found out most of got does not fit in the back of it. Oh. It's well, that's one serious black mark on the 500. That is. Finally, that's actually the first one yeah. I've heard of. Yeah. I, I I bought one on Friday, and, and I was like, like I was like fitting it into the back. And I'm like. I had to put the back seat down, and I'm like, this is not ideal. I, I was, I, we I, made I, multiple Ikea trips? Yeah, like, everything fits in that car. <laughs> we had to put the seat down. But, like, as soon as you're trying to put something in the trunk, it doesn't work. Because I'm, like, sitting here trying to, like, finagle it into the trunk. And I'm like, if I get pulled over, what is the way that this will be the least threatening? <laughs> that would be the left seat down, I think. Yeah, so, it was yeah. Left, left seat down, butt towards me. <laughs> 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 bayonet under things. <laughs> yeah, it's just, He's it's glad just the that bayonet I, blankie. I forget a lot of sweatshirts in his car. Thank God. Oh. <laughs> I do like finding like moving blankets and things in the car sometimes. Like, oh fuck yeah. Um, one thing I do want to talk about though, mm-hmm. segueing, uh, reasonable cars. Yes. Uh, in 2017, do you know what minivan sales did? Uh, what do you mean, like? In general, between the year 2017 versus like cross. Oh god, I bet it was like one in ten. Do Do you know what the sales have done between 2017 and 2021? I hope that they've improved. They've gone up 47 percent. Oh hell yes, yeah. Because 
The, all right, this, this is the best part. Um, first off, minivans. I've always been an elitist to the Kai Rizdal marketplace has too. He's like totally vindicated about this. Uh, um, minivans are the best practical so family great. vehicle. It's just like there's no. I love them so much. Just, and it, so it is th- this is the thing is the, a lot of people uh, like older millennials and a lot of Gen Xers stepped away from minivans because they saw it as the mom car, oh my God. and they all bought crossovers. <laughs> and they're like, look how cool our crossover is. We're taking it to soccer practice. And so now, no, no, this is the thing is now the minivan syndrome is now crossover syndrome. Oh, and it's cooler and more based to have a minivan because the minivan looks like an overlander. Yeah. And like, well, especially now that they're like all wheel drive. Yeah. Like, so like the thing is, is like, cause it's so difficult to find an actual off-road truck now. Cause they're all just mom vehicles. Yeah. Body on frame or, um, sorry, uh, unibody. Unibody. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Like barely like four wheel drive. Uh, and they can't go off-roading anywhere, and they don't have any so additional number. Yeah, okay, that's also an ad. I know. For but, bumper. But, don't use um, bumper. They don't understand sorry. acronyms. <laughs> but anyway, um, it's also probably a scam. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, so, uh, yeah, minivan sales are up, and a lot of people are correlating it to the fact that cro- it's impossible to find a good off-road truck now, and all <laughs> the good off-road trucks are ancient. Well, and they're not that, modern. There was a Toyota came out with, I think it was actually a trim that they were going to sell. It was like that jacked up one mm-hmm. with the all-terrain yeah. tires yeah. for the yeah. Sienna. Yeah, because like so many people. I want that. Because that's the thing is like people are actually using them for going out camping now where they yeah. were previously using a truck because mm-hmm. like now you can just camp inside the minivan. I do have you to just say. just lay all the seats down for the bed back I've there. had a mystery broken front end in my Sienna for a year and a half. It's no. a swivel link. Oh, Two okay. And like a clunk or something. now. It's and a it's very alarming clunk. Good. <laughs> so, like oh, it's Rolls Royce after crazy. a missing piece of road yeah. clunk. Yes. Okay. It, it is <laughs> like it, it sounds like the entire strut assembly, like strut mount, has broken in half. Okay. Right? Yes. That's exactly. I know the noise. Yeah. It's yep, that noise. It's, not fun. It terrifies people when yep. I'm driving them and when I'm parking. You in can the hear gear. it through the phone. <laughs> you can hear it through the phone. I can tell when she's getting close to the house because the potholes get worse. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's so, a very nervous smile. Over the pandemic and just everything, I just haven't gotten it checked out. But I've been fine, and it's fine. And so, like, minivans are good. This is fine. I, I can just I can um, drive it over a curb, and like, it took several curbs to make it clunky. Like, I'm talking ten years worth of curbs. But so I'm an already ten year old car at that point. With yeah. minivans, yeah. like, yeah, they're the off roading like freedom vehicle. You yeah. can also live in them because van life is a whole thing, and that's like sprinters and stuff. But like, sprinters genuinely suck. As a daily, but you get to Sienna, it's like 85% of the sprinter. And then also, uh, no small part, van culture. Like, like with a K. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, Huey and yep. stuff. Like, that's not a small part of making minivans cool. I saw a VIP van on the Pikes Peak Mountain. I'm like, yeah. oh, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> you had to park on the street, but it was still cool. <laughs> yeah, and so a lot of people, like, that's a whole, like, genre of thing. And yeah, I'm I'm totally here They're for it. They're also a lot more good looking than um, SUVs. Or F- SUVs right now are fine, but the crossovers are so ugly and generic. But Siennas have a personality. Like this is the thing: is a whenever I see a crossover, it's kind of like when you go to like the Gap or like Pack Sun, you see a Metallica shirt. Yeah, and you're like, you're not really into heavy metal you just want to look like it mm-hmm. or you just like how their logo looks yeah. and you have no idea what it means yeah like you don't 
really like you're it's a poser thing like to be like bring Which back is, like, i can to, see the disdain to, in your eyes to bring back like to to bring back like like middle school speak it's a poser thing like mm-hmm. whenever i see a crossover like dude you're just a you're a poser like yeah. you were the same person that you wore want an skate- suv but you're too scared no you're the same person that wore skate shoes uh, and never went skateboarding. You're the same person. The perfectly clean etnies. Mm-hmm. You're the person who loved pop punk and punk music, and all you listen to is Avril Lavigne. Mm. And like, why do you have to go and make things so complicated? Yeah, exactly. Oh my god. <laughs> but like, I feel unsafe it, it's, here. <laughs> like, you're the kid that's like super into hip hop music, but all you listen to is Fifty Cent. Like, you're you're just like the most like you're a poser. That's what you are. Yep. Like, it, it's the worst. Like. Yep. Like, and uh, yeah, that that's what a crossover is to me. Is it's a poser mobile because like you're lying to me when you're saying oh it's easier to load into it. Like, no, it's not any easier than a. You know the liftover height's actually way worse on oh, most yeah, crossovers. For mo- yeah, for most cars. And like oh, but it's comfortable to sit in. I'm like nope, minivan with the seat adjusted up is just fine. It's probably like, more comfortable. It's got good headliner. That's literally not true, because to give you a commanding view of the road, you have to sacrifice headliner. Yeah, the like, like I will defend my Sienna like. Very few people you can conf- top out on like yes. very few few people go, Oh, you drive a Sienna now? Whereas when I was first driving it, people are like, Oh, drive a Sienna? And I'm like, Yeah, it's my mom's car. Now that it's my car, I'm like, Hell yeah, I drive a Sienna because nah, you like, gotta cool you gotta man. own that shit. The other like, thing is a Sienna legitimately will beat the fucking shit out of most sports cars. Yeah. Oh my god, it's yes. Amazing. Like, like I don't <laughs> necessarily like Especially driving. Especially now that they're all hybrid too. I mean, yeah. you get the extra yeah. boost from that thing. I don't like driving my mom's Sienna right now because you have no road feel, and that's because my, um, you know, assisted steering has been leaking for the past ten years. So like, it's not very electric. Like, so I'm very used to feeling everything, and you feel nothing in the newer Siennas. But I think that's what people want. You know, nowadays they don't want to feel. Well, they would the rather have oh, by their the driver way, assists for the, sure. And I think um, the all wheel drive version of the scene you're thinking of is the XLE all wheel drive Woodland Edition. And 7.6 seconds. That, that's for the normal trim level. Hell yeah. You um, can't order that, right? I think you can. You can get a Woodland Edition. The yeah. Woodland Edition is 8.5. Because it's lifted. Well, it's fine. It's cool. But um, the Sienna, I think like all the, I think all of them are hybrid now. The ones that are sold. Um, Uh, I think a majority of them are. I think you can can get a stripper that's not. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, The all-wheel drive system is through the road though, right? It uses the rear e-motor, like the Highlander and stuff. Yeah. 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 My mom is kind of like, as much as she loves her current Sienna, she's like, she was asking me about a hybrid system because she's she doesn't know, and I was like trying to explain it to her because my I'll have to talk about this next episode, but my dad's gonna probably have to lemon lemon his ridgeline. <laughs> we um, got to get Scott back on to talk about the ID four because yeah. this is getting better and better too. Okay, yeah. <laughs> um, but so my dad had awesome. a hybrid Outlander for like a month and a half. Really, a plug-in? Uh, yes. That's super cool. Why did he get rid of that? It was a loner. Oh. It was a loner from the shop, but he really enjoyed it. Well, I should buy one then. He he's gonna get a Maverick. We'll talk about that uh-huh. um, because uh-huh. he has to have a truck with a bed. Um, unfortunately, has to. Uh, yeah. Um, but my, so my mom was like asking what? more about the hybrid, and so we were telling her, and now she's convinced, and she wants a Sienna hybrid, and I'm like, yes, do my it. Get another Sienna. Get a, yeah. Like it was like we'll just be a family of Sienna. So let's do that. Perfect. There's yeah. nothing wrong with that. No, there's Sienna's everything right about it. Yes. 
So the 2004 BMW Z4 Mm -hmm. has a significantly slower 0 to 60 time than a Sienna. Was it a 2.5 or a 3.0? The 3.0 was marginally faster. Okay. It was a two-tenths of a second faster than a minivan. And you know those are going to be manuals, and the boomer driving, it's not going to be able to shift it properly. Unless it's Steve Dulcich. No, I'm just thinking about it. I just typed in Z4 2.5i 060 time and then Z4 Maybe it is an auto then. Time. And probably an auto. But the three but, liters, I think, uh, were. So if you want to give like the highest performance one, that you, like Z4 that you could get, had a 15.10 uh, quarter mile time. Mm-hmm. And the Sienna is faster than that quarter mile. That's Okay, the quarter mile is very impressive to me, given the frontal area. I thought you were just talking 0 to 60. Well, I, I think it front halves it. That could be. Cause I mean, yeah, it's all wheel drive and it's got an ass load of <laughs> torque. Like it probably, yeah, it front halves it because yeah, zero sixty times. Um, okay, let me talk about drag races. I'd like to see. Bam! Right yeah, there. Toyota Sienna <clears throat> is a fifteen four <laughs> second quarter mile, Jesus. whereas a fifteen one. So sorry, the Z four would edge it out, but you run that back to back. That that three tenths of a second is a bad launch. Probably. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God, yeah. Or somebody sleeping on the tree. Yeah, I think if if you preload a all-wheel drive... Eh, I would do a front-wheel drive, actually. If you preload a front-wheel drive Sienna and you keep that traction control off, I bet you I bet you can dust the Z4. Every time I talk With about Siennas, I love too, them more. I mean, no, I mean, it's... Just, as I you should. Minivans are great. They're great. I there's a list of three there that I can't make any bigger because the site's terrible. I, say, but I literally good. just looked up. The no, L- I'm not faulting you. Th- for this it. link is literally the link from the NPR Marketplace uh, <laughs> podcast ah. from where NPR. they cited their source. NPR. Yeah, so I see. Kai Rizdal is like he announced and he was like, "I am vindicated." You, as you may know, I am a minivan owner and I've been a minivan elitist for the last twenty years. Very good. And he's like, "Now it's time for me to give up my minivan, though." Now I have to hope that these crossover FOMO people yeah. buy minivans. Yes. But yeah, I guess since Kyra's was an empty nester, now he's thinking about getting a uh, Bronco or actual off. Like, he was looking for something that you can take the convertible top off of, but mm. it has a hard top and mm. has enough space to actually hold things. So probably a Bronco's we end up with. Probably. Yeah. I guess the Wrangler's pretty long in the tooth, and it's a Wrangler. So it's you have to put also the bad in every way. Eyes it's also it. bad in every way. Just make sure to get in touch with them. Say, don't buy the 2.7. Yeah, get the four cylinder because reasons. Yeah. But anyway, Hi, yes, Kyra minivans still. are also <laughs> just get going engine? to be the answer. But yeah, forward. his whole purpose of getting rid of it is he's like the only reason I'm not getting, I'm not doing it is I don't want to look like a hipster. I don't want to be a single like a single guy with nobody else in the car driving around a minivan. Going, oh, look at the... my great minivan! Ha ha! He's like, I okay. don't want to create a problem. He's just like, I'm done with the need for a minivan, and I no longer need it because he had like. Yeah, but... He had three kids at once. Oh my who god! All did sports. Oh no! Yeah, needed a minivan. <laughs> Correct. Or I mean, yeah, and a dog. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, he definitely needed a minivan. He might have needed two minivans for and that. Yeah. Also, <clears throat> he's like into like camping and stuff. So like, he did minivan stuff before it was cool. Like you take your minivan stuff with the dog and your whole family, like two kayaks. You take it out to like. Were minivans cool in like eighty six to eighty eight? I don't even know. Then you can move the turbo and a manual. I don't see why not. Yes, Easy E had a Astro. Well, that, there you go. So, and I mean, Bismarcky, we've had several Bismarcky cycles. had a MPV. Wu-Tang Clan cited uh, rolling six deep so in MPV. So you're saying you need to get Tyler Creator <laughs> a Mazda 5. <laughs> Tyler Creator apparently buys all his cars from BAT. Yes, but I'm saying he that. needs a Mazda 5. Yeah, I think he does. 
Actually, I think Tiger Creator needs MPV. With a Manuel. Yeah, Manuel. Manuel transmission. Re- rear-wheel drive, MPV. I followed Manual. an MPV up the hill. Yeah. Yeah. They're very cool. It was They're not rusty. Vehicles. I could tell it was mm-hmm. not from Minnesota. I'm like, wow. I want an MP- I like. I actually quite badly want an MPV. Oh, my friend uh, TJ put a, he has a Astro that blew up with a little crappy V6. Did the one that put the 350 in it? Yes. He, and uh, he uh, has to replace the spider injector because it's just dumping gas through the exhaust. Huh. I know. <laughs> Not surprising. Um, On the audio version, I did gently put my hand against my chest anyway, before I said, huh. he, He's like, it, it, it goes. It's quick. It's like he made a perfect van. Other up. than the 4L60, which is going to blow up at some point. But Jeez. luckily, they're $1,000. But the thing is, he, it all bolted up, and that whole vehicle cost him, like, it was a few hundred bucks for that engine. And oh, yeah. Oh, my like God, yeah. Some sweaty guy in his mom's basement in, like, Missouri, like, reprogrammed the engine computer. And Do you even have to flash those or is it just more wires you ju- you just reflash them real quick okay because you just you, what you do is just turn off settings so okay. you, just, you turn off the immobilizer you turn off the key those that immobilizers yeah wow so that's what you have to do man so, i mean we had a 91 astro growing up and i i don't know tj's is like a 94 or okay that might have been a little later then anyway tell me about pike's cool pike's peak was good all right so pike's peak international how many credit cards did you have to use to fill up that was only an issue in one station coming back in Iowa, oh. where it was a $75 limit, which is not enough. Every other station, no $75 problem. $75 could maybe fill my van at this point. If it's not completely empty, it might. It's always completely empty. It was, I was going to, I think I put another $35 in it on my credit card after that 75 But anyway, driving down there pretty okay i mean we took the phantom again uh in iowa on 35 south just before des moines traffic came to an abrupt halt in the rain we couldn't really figure out why turns out there was a semi tractor with the two short trailers like a lot of freight ones are and underneath not underneath i guess just in front of the rear axle of the front trailer there was a 2010 ford focus sideways under the trailer just in front of the tires. That's a problem. Um, Corey said he saw movement in the car, and we the traffic gantries only said 142 traffic deaths the whole weekend, so I don't think okay. the guy died. Good. But uh, that was the first interesting part of the trip. Yeah. It would have been weird going to Pikes Peak and not seeing a fatality, because usually we see somebody kill themselves in Nebraska. Mm-hmm. But got all the way through Nebraska, Colorado, got into town. Uh, the hotel we stay at is like a really crunchy co-op i it's strange but like we really like it even though it's next to a trailer park um go uh, we went to fan fest in town for the first time this was essentially uh like monterey does this uh the hawk you get the racers in town for a little bit and you can kind of shoot the shit with them unfortunate part of that was it was very much sponsor driven so there were some race cars there but the actual drivers weren't really available around and just too many people in general so just kind of hit the favorite uh Dinner spots in, in Colorado Springs, beautiful little downtown, but there's definitely pockets of not nice in that yeah. city. Uh, race day took three hours to get up the mountain. Corey woke up in time, but he vomited on the way up, so he went back to the hotel oh. and slept it off. Brandon cool. and Bethany did not wake up in time. Mm. So it was just Mark Scott and I in the Phantom. Yeah. Got up there. Uh, weather was really cold uh, for the first half of the day, and then it was sunny and beautiful for the second half, but... Unfortunately, the weather at the top of the mountain was very wintry, mm-hmm. and a, a lot of the runs were slowed down just because of visibility issues. So yeah. the, they ran the full course this year. They didn't have to cut it short like last year. 
but the visibility kind of kept the times above the 10 minute mark so still worth doing but i have to caution anyone that's going to do it just be prepared for six hours in the car oh yeah on race day because there's no way around it there's a You're single road a mountain and it was a sold out event too because it's the 100th running yeah. so they we went to the 100th annual six years ago but they obviously took time off for world war one and world war two mm-hmm. and yeah we just felt that we had to, even though we went last year. So it's if you haven't done it, the scenery is beautiful. It's it's still one of those old school vibe racing events where you can get close to everyone. I mean, you drive through the pits twice on race day yeah. to get in and out of the course. But it's I highly recommend it. Uh, if you have to use the facilities on the mountain, make sure you do it in the morning because at the end of the day they get a little bit uh, ripe. <clears throat> and uh, that would be sweaty and bad. It was uh, it was not good. They had half the amount of porta potties this year as they did last year, and as a sellout crowd, so Mm-mm. it was good though. It's good. I highly recommend Pikes Peak. We'll probably go again in like three four years, but the drive it's just about exactly a thousand miles from the Twin Cities to the hotel and. Eastern Colorado is worse to drive through than Nebraska. Yeah. I mean, there's, I shit you not, there is a 150 mile stretch where there's not a single business, not a single gas station, no people. Yeah. And it's just desert. It's just mind numbing. Where is this place? Eastern Colorado. I mean, oh, that's, yeah. there's like a diagonal road that goes between Denver and kind of the corner of Nebraska in the southwest. Or uh, southwest. Not, not Bueno. So, yeah, yeah. My sister lives in Boulder, so I'm familiar i've never Neat. had to make the drive i've never been to colorado but i've heard a lot about it 70 isn't as terrible looking but it's a longer drive we took 80 out and it is what it is but there's too many mountain lions out there for me we didn't stop but yeah if you were out of gas we did have to put 87 octane in the rolls royce once because that was the how best did fuel that they had. happen nebraska no, yep. uh, how did it work, though? Uh, it was definitely down on power but other than that it didn't seem to carry it was not oxy but, so you're telling me I should just take a train to Omaha and then drive from Omaha? The drive to Omaha is not terrible, um, but if you could avoid pretty much everything west of Lincoln until you get to Colorado, like a populated area in Colorado, I would I would suggest it, yeah. But no, it, it was a cool event. Um, I, I, I missed a Cars and Caves, as it turns out, which was kind of a bummer. But we have, I think we have Cars and Crafts tonight. Yes, we do. The Intermark Cars and Coffee. I don't know if you guys are going to that, but that's Sunday morning. That's I tomorrow don't morning. Work. I, rare Sunday, I don't work. So nice. I'm trying to decide what car to bring from here oh. home tonight to bring to that tomorrow morning. Yeah. So I took the LSB last time. So I'll probably take the 850. Oh. I was telling someone that you have a lot of red BMWs and it's all like letters and numbers. So my dyslexic brain has no clue what you own. And so they the, each your description have, was still pretty good. They they each have um, I, I correlated events mm-hmm. and the eight fifties fish and chips. Yes, that is so the, like, that's the anchor car. I'm like that's the anchor <laughs> car, and people are like it's an eight fifty. You should know, and I'm like I'm forced to know because that ma- that many people have been like you should it's know the, what car this it's is. Eight fifty in the gray Fiat five hundred e. Yeah, it's like those both have. Yeah, like so wow, the I, just, I gotta come up with like nicknames for all your cars to confuse others. That's and, fine. Then they'll try to mansplain cars to me, and I'll be like, I do not care. Sorry, just... they're red BMWs. For the most part, that is true. But anyway, yeah, no, Pikes Peak, great event. I'm looking forward to some local shows, too, and I think we'll talk about a little bit more of that yes, show schedule will. next episode. But uh, We will be doing that momentarily here. Cool. Well, thanks for joining us, guys, as always, Bye. and we will see you next week.